What's going on, guys? Welcome to Intergalactic Interviews. This is the best of G-Tone Volume 1. Uh, I'll tell you this. G-Tone was actually the guest this week, and uh, he was filling in for someone who got sick. Uh, we have a, a great line of guests coming up in the next few weeks, but uh, last minute, he came to bail us out. Totally love him for that. He's my brother, and uh, uh, he didn't have to do that, but he said only two stipulations. One, he was like, hey, can I... Uh, can I drink at the new location at Float House? I said, yeah, that's cool. And then Ted too, he said, oh yeah, can, uh, can I bring someone? And then he brought this guy in and the dude was literally nicknamed train wreck and goddamn, he was a train wreck. So, uh, what can I say? It was so, uh, unusable. We only managed to salvage about three minutes from the whole episode. So, uh, I decided it'd be better served if you guys listened to some of the better parts of G-Tone, uh, some of the best ones ever. We'll have them on again soon, but uh, this is Intergalactic Interviews, episode 77, and uh, we're just going to break up these clips with uh, our theme music here, brought to you in part by Nubanubas and the Boomsday Alliance. Uh, go ahead and check us out. Follow uh, Intergalactic Interviews online at iTunes. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe on SoundCloud. You can always follow me on Twitter, at MD underscore Boomsday. Uh, and also uh, my special co-host every week, Mike Saavedra, who isn't in any of these episodes, but uh, uh, will be in everything moving forward. So uh, you can also follow him at the Saavedra. Also follow G-Tone. Big shout out to uh, Spree Killers. We love you guys too. And uh, all the bands that G-Tone's played in over the years. Uh, he's, uh, he's a champion. We love this guy. And uh, here are some of our favorite clips from Intergalactic Interviews featuring G-Tone, the one and only. I love you guys you. should have a podcast. We should. You should. Be it would well, be like, fucking hilarious. Like, I just don't know anyone who wants to listen to me be like, G-Tone, you're so good at stuff. How are you having a good... Like, no one wants to hear that. They want to hear me be like, G-Tone. Well, brother. They want to be like, G-Tone, why don't you wear... G-Tone, why don't you wear your top hat on stage anymore? Why you got to wear beer case hats? This is not a beer case hat. This is a scary This has been his favorite story for the last four days. He's like, on Saturday, I was like, G-Tone, you're looking good on stage, but you should probably wear your top hat. Don't wear that beer case. Hat, bro. He's like, it's not a beer case hat. Haven't you ever heard of Audible? I did not get this hat in a beer case. Yeah, haven't you ever heard of Audible? I got this it's hat. A skateboard. <laughs> I got this at Boulevard Skate Shop on commercial because they were doing a renovation sale and I paid literally five dollars. That looks like you stole that from Uncle Harry or, or Grandpa or something. Right? It's fucking amazing. I shower with it to keep it clean as, as clean as myself. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him without it for six weeks. True, I haven't seen him without it for a while. If I don't shower with it, it starts to stink. It seems like a really, but it's a really simple solution. Like, probably just shower with your fucking hat. Yeah, literally. Shampoo your hair, take your hat, you put it on, you fucking give your shampooed hair a fucking good going over with your hat. Yo, picture G Tone. Put it in the water, picture G Tone in the Safeway aisle or like in the grocery aisle, and he's just like looking at all the shampoos and he's just like, Which one of these are for hats? <laughs> Which one of these is gonna make my hat smell the best? What's gonna be the best for nylon? Uh, 
my I need sensitive shit. This is says dry, yeah. rinse and repeat. I need, I need some sensitive. I need dry clean, dry clean only. Oh God! Oh, how the fuck? I know how clean it is now, and that's very. I'm yeah, gonna ask you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question here. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, recently, you had a, a run-in that's left you injured. Uh, you were doing some really like heroic shit, if I may say so, and uh, you've kind of I don't hardly. Know, been, you've been paint. Well, I know you won't say that because you're a humble person. But uh, basically, you uh, you stuck up for someone. Stuck. You stuck. How stuck. Canadians that. Stuck. You uh, you stuck up for someone that. Uh, or well, was uh, defenseless, and uh, well, why wouldn't you tell what happened? So what happened? You were at the whose show was at the Smalls? Uh, the Smalls at the Commodore. So uh, Friday best venue night. in the city, right downtown. A couple weeks ago, uh, I I left before the end of the show because I was I wasn't really that entertained. Like the show was just kind of whatever. Uh, I don't know the Smalls that well, so the songs don't didn't really uh, I don't know they didn't really get me going or anything. So I went down to the street and I was talking to some police officers down there who were uh, hassling two guys in wheelchairs. Were they just regular patrol, like the Granville oh, Entertainment? Yeah, regular district? Granville patrol with the green checkered uh, vest. The don't strike us were police vests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. They were, and then they, were, they were like harassing them for like a gram and a half of uh, marijuana that was sitting in a bag on one of their laps, and they were Wait, passing. Wait, you said in a wheelchair? Two guys in wheelchairs. And the cops were harassing smoking, them, smoking a joint. And yeah, the cops walked up, pulled the joint out of the one guy's hand, and then he took the bag that had like a maybe a gram and a half of shake in it off the guy's lap, and he shoved it all in his pocket, and he proceeded to start giving these guys a hard time. Yeah, what a fucking. So I piped up. I was like, "Are you serious? You're gonna you're gonna give these two guys in wheelchairs a hard time, and you're just gonna pocket their their medication, and yeah, like that's the end of it? Like what? Could you imagine a cop walked up and just took like like an elderly lady's like Vicodin or something like that or whatever, and he's just like, shouldn't have this in public, Gertrude. What are you thinking? <laughs> anyway, yeah. And they were like, well, yeah, they were smoking it in public, which is still illegal. And uh, uh, like I guess a- he he tried asking them for their medical licenses, and th- neither one had them. But, like, come on. Okay. Come on. I mean, not all cops are pricks, but yeah. that was a prick move, for sure. Okay. Yeah. It was it was something that they, they could have uh, walked away from. Mm. You know? Considering 10, 15 minutes later... I'm walking to the SkyTrain station by myself, and I see across the street at the Burger King, this guy's hitting a girl. Oh, so this is what happened. This is, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, they're inside the Burger King. This guy hits the girl, and this, I'd say, an 18-year-old dude uh, who worked at Burger King was trying to kick the guy out of the Burger King. And so he, you walk up, and this guy is, like, randomly I was still across the road. I, I, I stood there for maybe 20 seconds watching what was going on. And then instant kicks in, and you're like, this is yeah, great. Yeah, the kid had gotten him to the doorway, but the kid, uh, the guy had uh, had the door propped open with his foot, and he was trying to kick the kid, and he was trying to throw punches at the kid, and the kid wow. was just trying to get the door closed. Well, yeah, and everyone's just yeah. standing around watching. For minimum wage, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Jesus. So, <laughs> so I run over there and I get between them and he tries to take a swing at me. So I take a swing at him, hit him in the head, broke my hand, but I dropped him and we you wrestled around. I hurt my knee. I okay, hurt my shoulder. So, so hold on. So, mm. uh, before you went over there, what were you thinking? 
Like what well, you said you saw about I 20 was thinking, seconds. Well, that's not right. Okay. And then and then you're like, "Well, that's not right. This this young kid didn't come to Burger King tonight to uh to fight drunken idiots on Granville." Right. Not then, to mention he's he's doing a, a a perfectly good deed by getting the guy away from this this girl that he had just hit. He's striking a yeah. a, an arm per, like regardless yeah. so of gender. So really I was just yeah. I was just joining Joining forces with a kid that had already already had the 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 idea the right idea right taking up arms in the Burger King army yeah yeah okay yeah for sure so you're going over and then uh, so I I run over there I come up behind them I get in between them did the you guy, say anything first no so you just walked up so just you, walked up and got between them as okay. soon as I got between them he he tried to strike out at me just like he was striking out at the at the kid was he belligerently drunk you could tell or was he like just angry uh he was fired right the fuck up okay. Yeah, at the moment I didn't know he was drunk, but uh, uh, short, shortly afterwards, was he, he was cussing you out? What kind of cussing? No, no, no words, just swinging. So you, you yeah. literally just like so got just, up between them, and then all of a sudden he's yeah. like, "You're the new target." Yeah, and he starts throwing exactly. bombs at you. Exactly. Okay. And you, and then he missed, and you crack him. Boom! Hit, hit him in in the uh, behind the ear. Oh. On the on the skull, and I broke my thumb. W- broke your thumb broke on his my skull. Thumb. On the back of his head. Someone out there right now is like, "That's improper technique, Cheeto." Improper technique. <laughs> well, I, I didn't square off with the guy to uh, to fight. I was just trying to. Nor were you. I was like, just trying yeah, to be right. a buffer zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Some guys are like. Oh, so we're wrestling around on the uh, on the ground. I'm on top of him. He's he's on the ground. Uh, another guy comes running up. Beside us, and he punches me in the ear. So this is a third party that you, you didn't see. Fourth party, fifth party. Fourth party. Now, now right? this guy like, was with the original attacker. No, no, he was just a dude on the sidewalk. So he's and his dude. his thought was: this is what he said to us. He runs up and he punches me in the ear while I'm dealing with this guy on the ground. And I stand up and I look at him and I'm like, "What? What the fuck what are, you are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, "I'm here to make sure it's a fair fight." So you punch uh, me like, along with what? someone else? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't think you know what you're doing. Like, yeah. this guy hit a girl, and he's fucking trying to fight with this Burger King guy. But, what a so while, ass. While I'm talking fucking to this idiot. guy, the, the first idiot gets up, okay. and he circles yeah, yeah, he circles around the crowd. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, Dick Funk was there. My, my very good friend, Dick Funk, was there. The guy hit me in the ear, and Dick saw it. Wait, 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 hold on. So, yeah. first attacker gets up after you've been hold struck on. No, by No, be, before the attacker gets up, I, we're going back to when I get punched in the ear. Okay, so it cracks in the I get ear. punched in the ear. As, as I'm you. standing up, Dick is standing maybe five feet to my right, and he fucking holds his skateboard up, and he's like, I will fucking smash you in your fucking head if you don't fuck off. <laughs> on my side trying yeah. to get this new to guy. random attacker. Yeah. Okay, but wait, yeah. let me just pull this back. So, uh, uh, Dick, right? Uh, yeah. So, Dick, was he at the show with you or just happened to be in the area? Uh, he, he just happened right? to be in the area. I, I had no idea he was there, and I'm, I'm really glad he was because I was fucking completely alone. He's a skater, right? He's a skateboard, skater, yeah. So, he, he was just uh, bombing through I the I don't area. even know if he was at the Smalls that night or what. Uh, I guess he, he probably saw me run across the the street crazy and so then and he just happens to see yeah. hey that looks like g-tone this other guy jumps in and dick has my back immediately but as we're dealing with this new guy the original guy gets up and he circles around the crowd and he fucking grabs the guy who just punched me in the in the ear to save his ass next thing you know they're wrestling around on the ground like two fucking idiots wait a minute so now the yeah. guy who saved him the yeah. guy who punched you in the ear yeah is now attacking is now, the no, original he, he got asshole. attacked oh, by no, the guy attacked. he just saved. Yeah, smart. Yeah. 
See, this is so, this is how exactly <laughs> wrong things can go. This like, is this is. Oh my yeah. god, that's so stupid. See, you should have been given like a wide berth of, hey, let it be dealt with. What are the fucking? Like, let it I don't, be dealt like, with. Here's the thing, okay? Like, for for the appearance you give off, okay, especially late at night. I am under, like, this third party guy, what was the fuck was he thinking? Like, if he just, like, sees you and he's like, he's vulnerable, I've never been able to hit anyone this strong before, and he right. just, well, like, came yeah. up behind you? I, I think idiot. what he thought was, when he saw me run in, he pictured it as a two-on-one for this one guy. But he did, he did, he wasn't there for the original, uh, the original... Uh, scuffle. So, like, now what about this broad the whole time? Is she like is she, she was? She I didn't see her she... after after she got hit the first time. I I think her friends had her in the Burger King. Uh, oh, okay. So it wasn't like the prerequisite. Where... Like, stop it! No, no. There was stop! no girls. No girls around doing anything like that. Uh, <laughs> How come they always yell stop? Stop! You let him go. Stop! You got. I didn't hear any of that. What was his name? Did she say his name. Ever? No. 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 So some random dude out there is telling the opposite version of this story, and yeah. he's just like. Yeah, I don't know. I was having a fucking fight with uh, Stacy or something like that, and or whatever her name is. Uh, let's make up a new name, Jezebel, probably. Uh, <laughs> Clay Clay or whatever. Fucking uh, so Shaklay Clay and whatever. I was just I was having a fight with her, and then uh, I was getting out of hand. But fuck the guy in the Burger King. He was hitting on her or whatever the fuck the story was. And uh, yeah, I have no idea. It's so all I, speculation. So I got mad, and then this yeah. guy just comes over to me and stands between me and Shaklay Clay. So I tried to hit him, and he just fucking passed me. Luckily, this guy came out of the crowd and, like, hit him in the ear. And then, uh, this guy, the skateboarder, came over, and he was like, I'll fucking smash you, whatever. So I got up, and then, fuck this other guy who tried to save me. He's trying to kind of give me an eye, so I fought him. So, you know, Vancouver, what? Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's that, fucking real truth. That's 100% as, Vancouver attitude right there. As, uh... As they started wrestling around on the ground, the fucking cops... Paddywagon came around the corner. Oh, Jesus. Rolled up while these while these two heroes were fighting each other, right? So Dick and I just wandered off like nothing, <laughs> like nothing happened. Now, did uh, uh, did the girl did, did she reach out to you? Did she say uh, no? Thank you for no, sparing me the from kid, a life of domestic abuse. The kid that worked at the Burger King, fucking, came through the crowd and pointed me out and said, "Thank you very much for fucking for jumping wow. in." Good yeah. man. And I was like, "Yeah, I knew, I knew he fucking needed help." <laughs> we're, okay, so wait. What happened to you though overall? What happened? Did you, did you get uh, your thumb looks nasty as fuck? What happened? You, you broke it. That Parkle. knuckle doesn't even bend anymore. I know. See that? So what? Okay, so I got I got no uh, no knuckle there anymore. That's kind of. But it's it's healing up. It's it's gonna stop hurting pretty soon. You know. It, and I broke a bone on this side of my hand. People people bring up questions like they always say things like why can't we all just get along? Why can't uh, why can't people solve their differences with stuff like that? And it's just like. You know what? Most people can. Absolutely. But what do you do when you're dealing with someone like this guy who's, a, who's attacking a, a, a defenseless female and a, a, an employee of a, of a restaurant? Like, what do you what do? You do? Like, At you that can't, point, there's only one thing you can do. you got to subdue them and yeah. just hope for the best and wait for someone else to take them away of a, of a higher power. But at the same time, like, I mean, what, what is the argument there? Like, were you supposed to go over and say, uh, leave immediately or I'll fucking smash you because then that, then you're uttering threats otherwise you're just responding in the way you feel is necessary i don't know i found it i found it a weird situation a weird situation but vancouver's rife with this what the fuck is with this city people getting like uh sucker punched and and uh jumped like crazy mm -hmm. even people that kind of deserve it like milan lucic 
Everyone's like, how dare you talk about Milan Lucic like that? Well, let me just be fucking clear with you. Not just because I'm a Habs fan, but he's kind of a douchebag a little bit. And he got jawed this past summer or whenever the fuck that happened. You know, it's just kind of a weird situation. What what were you thinking, like, uh, afterwards? Because you, you had to go get health coverage, right? Yeah, I had to visit the doctor the next day because my hand wasn't working and uh, my knee was fucked up and my shoulder was fucked up. And... Kind of vital when you're a live performer. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, probably yeah. probably not my my best decision ever, but uh, no, I, I disagree. I think I'm I'm sure there's people listening right now that are like, "Are you kidding?" Absolutely, and plus that that matches your personality at, that you would uh, you'd stand up for what's right rather than stand idly by. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, I, I would, I could, I should, oh, I'd do that. I'd do if I saw that, I'd do that." Like a lot of people that take that stance, but it's like really, because I don't know. This is like, because I've, this is, I don't even know how many times I've seen you do this. You you often help out people that are kind of in a, a bad spot. You just go over and just lend uh, lend some uh, some strength to the situation. It's definitely happened lots. I've fucking, I've been trying not to fucking. I know, that's, <laughs> that's what makes this even more funny. Yeah. So. We started out. <laughs> we started out. No, it was really good. Yeah. Oh, and then it's fucking back, back to it. Like, back okay. Back. So uh, speaking of back on. So track. during the show, you, <laughs> fuck the track. You guys had Roddy Ray's from uh, Piggy. We did. Uh, formerly of Black Flag. True that. And uh, you had doubly a, formally of Black Flag. Doubly formally. Yeah, doubly Black formally. Flag treated Ron Reyes way fucking wrong. Obviously, True. yeah. yeah. Double. True. What do you mean doubly formally? Well, he he, he, he left the band the back in the eighties. Yep. yep. And then he rejoined in a, on a bad on a bad note. And then Greg Ginn fucking took him out on tour last year and fucking fired him on stage, fucking in a very disrespectful fucking way. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, actually, you know what? It was weird when I saw him walk through the the crowd. Part of me was like. I fucking defended you online, uh, like last year, and uh, who wouldn't? The guy's fucking. Yep. The guy's great. He's a family man. He's fucking yeah. stand up. He does what he fucking says he's gonna do. Yep. You why? Why would you go out of out of your way to fucking hurt the guy yeah. publicly like that? We're talking globally. That yeah. black flag story went fucking global. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the guy they replaced him with, Mike Vallely. Is a fucking Mike Vallely's the one that fucking came out on stage Yo, and gave him the fucking and gave him the I love, bullshit. I love Mike and I fucking hate that it happened like this because he's fucking amazing. He's an amazing skateboarder. In a shave, did you? But uh, <laughs> a cheat on. just touched Fanny's leg and was yeah. like, "Oh, you shaved." That's not. That's two days. I haven't shaved. Days. I haven't shaved. Two days. Am I doing good? Yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. She's too ready. Right. What are you too ready? Yeah. I'm too ready. Skateboarding before we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to. If I, could have, if, okay. I could, if I could afford to get waxed from like the eyebrows down before we from left, just under my eyebrows, yeah, to I would the totally just my wax my entire body. I would before love we left to be like to a seal, like Bert, like Bert, man. Yeah, shorn. Bert, shorn, completely Naked. shorn from fucking from like from his eyebrows to his fucking toes. Me too. Really? It just would have been oh, yeah. great if it could have been. He's like know. a like Wait, an Bert, otter. He's Bert like from, a fucking. Uh, the he's like a bald ot- otter. Birdman from the Strugglers yep. and yep. formerly of LGA. You betcha. Little guitar army. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, now in Crummy. Crummy. Look up Crummy. Yeah. I have to look. That's a band in East Van. As East Van as it gets. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I didn't even have to guess about They're the rad. locale. Uh, yeah. Fucking. Oh, yo, about Ron, though. That was shitty how he got fucking fired on stage. No doubt. Uh, yep. and, but, uh, like, 
the the fucking guy. Okay, like Mike Vallely saying all that shit was just like party's over, bud. Kind of what, broke what my heart. It, what kind of dig it? What? I don't yeah, know. Mike's party's over. He's a fantastic skateboarder. He really is Those amazing. Is but kind he's, of a but he's a douche. He's uncharacteristic a, douche move for sure. I don't know what. Well, I think Mike Mike Vallely got played by Greg Ginn, who Absolutely. was like, listen, this fucking idiot. I'm the one. I'm the real one here. I thought, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I think Greg Ginn blew a bunch of smoke up his yeah. ass and he started to believe his own yeah. bullshit. And uh, that was good luck moving forward in a in a negative light the way the way I, they're fucking portraying yeah. themselves like fucking, that, that's do you know when parents are like disappointed in kids that's how i feel like totally. i'm just like well i love him though like yeah. what do i do i respected and, you man and i really like and you ron rays so. yeah, yeah. no you, ron's, you uh, disrespected a very positive individual absolutely. and fucking that's yeah and ron's and ron's a friend too right i mean he's a, he's a fantastic guy and he the song that he got up on stage and did with us uh what's, he actually what's new that song uh, it's called Don't Need This, and he actually recorded it with us um, and did vocals on it when we were uh, doing the first album, and that song is on How the does first the hook album. go? The, the... I don't need this well, anymore! I don't need this 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 anymore! Yep. Like that. Just like that. <laughs> Just yeah, like I love that. It. Uh, that was <laughs> so good. Um, oh, speaking of fucking people in the music scene that uh, are kind of characters, and when you first meet them the first time, uh, Liz Gorgeous was again attending with me to the show we're outside hanging out oh my god so we're hanging out all of a sudden it was just like like the western like (laughs) 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 the winds winds of Hastings just (laughs) Just blow in in. and who who was at the end of those Mr. Chai Pig of SNFU fuck (laughs) so Liz has never like like Liz is pretty smart about music stuff, but she's never like like really tapped into that part of the scene at all. So she she has really no clue Chai Pig is or anything yep. like that. So she's just like, who's this like homeless guy walking up? And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, that's the one and only. Like, that's Chai Pig. He's like rock royalty. He's like he's like the dude. Yeah. And, uh, and really she's like, is. what? And then he was, he, had, he his, had a crocheted pig in a, a box. Crocheted pig in a box. And he put it down on a mailbox. And he came over and he started talking to us. And some guy off the street some... came over and started touching his crocheted Some pig wank. and he fucking went off in this guy fucking no molesting my fucking pig, pig. you fucking who the fuck does that who comes over and just molest <laughs> yeah. my little, little like, fucking pig who molests a crocheted pig and he's yelling at this guy and, and you're just like what the fuck do you even know him and then all of a sudden nope. he ends it with I know people I know people <laughs> I know people, <laughs> I know people oh, in this scene you don't want to fucking go there I got a funny story man I'm just saying like Celebrating the uh, signing with Amp Records and then uh, turning uh, that same night into the main event. Um, it's kind of like a continuation on our conversation last time I had you on the show because we were talking about like being in the industry, our family being involved in like very many assets aspects, and uh, like we're all in some phase of like production or touring or or writing or or performing at any point in time, and it's just really cool that like something like that culminated on the same day like for real like i dude you can't you can't talk about this past saturday without mentioning jared milko oh my god exactly okay milkman fucking he won by guillotine right second round absolutely guillotine second round jared milko our fucking good friend jared the milkman milko he's trained by uh other good friends of ours fucking uh is he still working with uh united uh, I'm not sure where Jared's uh, working out of, but he's definitely uh, from Kenora. From Kenora. And, uh, well, man, I would say after watching, because I only watched, there's like rough video of that fight. But uh, 
Yeah, he's an MMA fighter, and we've been following and supporting him for a while. And uh, he's really good friends with uh, another. You know, we were talking about Jay Miz earlier. He's friends with him. Friends with a bunch of guys back from home that we've been hanging out with out here. And Our boys uh, from Kenora. We got Jesse Bonfeld. We've got uh, uh, Travis Triscoll. Yeah. Ooh, Triscoll's coming. Man, up nice, that guy's man. making that guy's making huge waves, knocking everyone out in like eight, eight seconds, seconds every time he goes out. Yeah, that was psycho. Congratulations to Travis. I watched that last one actually. That was uh, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, Milkman, I, I yo, I, I think I think Milk's fucking about three or four, maybe less than that. Fights maybe in the next year, maybe fucking making a nice jump. We'll I, see. We'll see him uh, him prove his uh, prove his title uh, in his next fight. I'm sure. And people will be looking at him. The kid's a fucking dynamo. Is he still fighting for Fight Force? What is? The, I think uh, it was on. Was it Bama? Well, I no, I, no it wasn't Bama. Or was he, it Bama? He was using uh, uh, some of the music I, I produced for Fight Club for a while for his intro theme. I don't know what he's using now, but it, uh, it was like Mizzy's. Uh, he was using uh, sealed envelopes uh, mm-hmm. to come out to, and uh, we were ordering pay per views. He, he was fighting on the island here, at, and I'm pretty sure it's MFC Maximum Fighting Championship. Maximum? Is it MFC? I don't know. Excessive force. Excessive force? Is yeah. that what it is? Okay. Well, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. because like oh, you're th- seeing... This is a, a new... I'm, I'm reading it right now. Uh, Jared Milko say? becomes the first ever excessive force welterweight champion. Wow. Wow. Round, round two guillotine. Mm. Beautiful. Boys, congrats. look at that. Congrats. That's pretty good. Actually, the weird thing, and we were watching... Uh... Oh, Wama. Wama is his team. Wama? W-A-M-M-A. Oh, here you go. Uh, I'm not sure uh, where that's out of. We were watching uh, TV the other day, and uh, uh, well, uh, Richards is playing for the Kings, and uh, as the Kings uh, went to commercial, um, this dude uh, I graduated with was in the commercial, and I was like, "What the fuck?" That's good. like the weirdness of that, right? I'm like, yeah. "Okay, that's kind of weird." And it's just something in the water. What's going on? You know, they they call this a cultural wasteland, and then we're proving them fucking wrong. We're well, that's because everyone everyone has to leave Kenora to go and prove themselves. I guess that's what they're saying. It's like a desolate wasteland when it comes I think to like there's growing. there's lots of successful people coming out of the small towns, but the small town doesn't get the credit. Well, name a person that's ever been able to come out of like a, a normal quote unquote setting that's that's like not you know. Uh, that that's, that it hasn't just become like a, a mediocre kind of talent because like for the most part you have to come out of like somewhere in, in either well, squalor. From, they or... say from great struggle comes uh, comes great uh, uh, great success, right? It's a good quote. Who said that? I have no idea who said that, <laughs> but I think it rings true uh, everywhere. Well, if I... you have it easy in life, you're you're probably going to be a mediocre person. I think that if if you have to struggle yeah. to uh, to succeed. Well, struggles like going to make you. It's it's a weird thing. It's it's, it's also make you strong. Uh, it's going to make your make your decisions. Uh, it's a measurement. Yeah. Well, if you have a if struggle in your life, there's there's more weight to the decisions that you make. Well, it's it's an indicator that things aren't maybe going the way that you should be doing it. Like if uh, some people say struggle is the price to pay for how you move forward in success, but I like to think about it like uh, an adage I learned from Stuart Wilde was uh, life is never meant to be a struggle. So, like, if you're struggling, like, when people say, oh, I have no time. Like, if you don't have enough time to do something, you need to reorganize your schedule because you should have enough time always. Like, your first ske- of all, Your schedule is probably structured around a day job, which takes away all your time. All if, your, if, if your you didn't have to hours. work a day job, you would be able to do anything you wanted. It takes and it saps away your, your best creative hours. Your best hours you can accomplish the most, it'll take the most from you, you know? Like, uh, I was working 10-hour uh, uh, shifts for this thing. 
and uh, it was it was like, oh, cool, 10-hour shifts, so I can be done four days instead of five days in a work week. But then you get home after 10 hours, and it's like, you're zapped. You only have four hours, so you have to go to where's sleep you, to wake up you, again. Where are you going to draw your creative energy from after after being... It sucked, man. It was It's the worst, yeah. man. Like, I personally can't get behind it, you know? Like, now the new deal with AMP, I'm hoping to uh, transition a little bit more into, uh, uh, you know, doing a full-time full 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 almost double time i want to do double time i want to hit the ground running you know term starts in january so i'm trying really hard but like struggle is just like just like time it's like this weird measurement that we we've made up like we made it up like it doesn't even like really exist the only way we can tell it exists is by capturing other moments of it on camera or something like that's weird like you take a photo and then like that's forever a thing now and like now that we've moved from an analog medium where we actually had physical pictures you can hold and, and film and digital stuff now we move into a digital realm where it's like okay you you now you can capture time and then it's it's another format entirely now it's like a part of a machine and okay so does it live on in that machine how we're in the cloud exactly well i was watching uh uh, Stephen Hawking documentary yesterday, and depends he depends on the servers, I suppose. Well, he, <laughs> why would you say that? Why would you say that? Well, it's not really just a cloud. Like our information isn't just in those clouds up there. It's servers storing it somewhere. There, if those servers were to crash, we would lose the information that everything. we think that we have stored. Stored. I guess because they they use uh, servers that are like in titanium fucking servers and backup servers and and i'm sure i'm sure they've they've they're yeah way more way more technical than i know anything about well have you heard about this thing it, it came out last month but it's like catching wind now because it's like actually like serious mm -hmm. let, me, let me read you this okay uh this is from the uh uh what, what is this uh, the independent it's a it's a uk newspaper it's legitimate though uh, the sun is set to flip upside down, quote unquote, within <laughs> within a few weeks as its magnetic field reverses polarity, an event that will send ripple effects throughout our solar system. And although it may sound like a catastrophic occurrence, there's no need to run for cover as the sun switches its polarity, flipping its magnetic north and south once every 11 years through an internal mechanism about which very little is understood. So like that being said, it's kind of odd that there's this natural flip that happens in our, our solar system and we haven't been able to really determine why that happens yet, you know? We don't know anything. anything. We don't know anything. anything. Everyone anything. that every scientist out there that thinks he has an explanation for anything is wrong. Well, I don't want to say wrong, but they just don't have it right there, yet. There's no way of of proving proving anything. Like there there's there's I mean, in chemistry and math there's way of doing right. there's, there's there's way of proving things. But as far as like uh, human history, natural evolution, and all right, that. Right. No yeah. one knows. No one knows. Well, it's, we don't even know for real what happened two thousand years ago. It's all theory. We don't know for real what happened a thousand years ago. Never mind twelve thousand years ago, fifteen thousand, thirty thousand, a million years ago. No one fucking knows. I think it's very possible that society has restarted a few times. For sure. I'm sure that it's, sure. it's been an eternal uh, rise and fall of. Of what? Of what? Of everything. Like, I think civilization. It's you, a, you build up to a point where it can't uh, it can't go any further, and people start dying off for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and then uh, it just starts over again. I I was wondering if uh, we could maybe walk through a little bit of uh, uh, your experience at Iron Road 
um, since Iron Road was like, well, a popular rehearsal and studio uh, and rehearsal. live music venue. Li- live yeah, music venue. Of lots of cool shows. Well, I guess there. we can talk about it shows. now that it's gone. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm saying. I thought we could talk about it. Be <laughs> no, a, yeah. no pops listening out there. It'd be a good piece of history. <laughs> so if we like listen, to, uh, like I'd love to hear about it. I know a lot of people who well, listen to the show. Th- this are, is the guy to ask because he actually lived outside of. Gito was like he was pseudo guardian of that place. The doorman almost there for a while. The unofficial. Forget your keys. The motorhome. The motorhome was parked outside of Iron Road for a year and a half until it got shut down last November. There was a dozen. Three eight three Raymer Street. Three eight three Raymer in Vancouver. I lived under the bridge. Go sightseeing. Check out the bridge. I lived under it for a year and a half. Yeah, there's tons of sightseeing around there. Uh, there was a, a dozen jam spaces or so, and a large uh, showcase room. That, who who uh, used to jam there? Like Japan Droids. Uh, oh no. Oh, no, Over no. the years, I yeah. Japan, I not not maybe at the time you guys were there. Maybe. Oh, maybe they snuck a few jams in. I seen the real Mackenzies. I think jam there and SNFU, SNFU. get SNFU. ready for certain Blacked things. Blacked out. Blacked Still out. my favorite Vancouver band. Totally right. Like just yeah. some freaking uh, some pretty oh, yeah. badass bands. Power yeah, was, Clown, Motorama, Little Guitar a, Army was in there. Strugglers were in quite there. A spot. Me and G Tone were playing in three uh, bands Shock together at the same time. So I think we were there like half the week. Okay, well, because you guys are all decoy. Because you guys are all experienced from there, what what was like um, some of the telltale signs that things were like starting to shut down? Like like obviously it was bought out for uh, developer. The purposes. power would uh, just go out for like really jeez, well <laughs> extended <laughs> periods because well I don't know if the bills weren't getting paid or fucking or what was going on, but uh, yeah, it's like things weren't handled. I think uh, the no. beginning of the end that I was, noticed was yeah. when I saw kind a guy get stabbed outside. A little bit of a booze can to begin with. Wait a minute. With, so. Wait, hold on, Jameson. Wait. Wait, okay. someone got stabbed. Yeah, that's yeah, a pretty I, good story. Holy yeah, got, crap, uh, that's a story. I was coming out of there about four in the morning. What were you doing there four in the morning usually? Um, we, we don't played a show. We played that. an after party show. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I'm fucking saying yeah, this is yeah, all volleyball, boys. It's a booze can. They serve alcohol after. Yeah. They used yeah, the to serve doors, alcohol doors after. Doors are at 1.30 or 2. Oh, she's so, yeah. like have, a speakeasy. Yeah. When all the other yeah. bars closed at 2 o'clock, Iron Road was always open until 5 or 6 in the morning. They served alcohol out of the back, and bands would play until 5.30 a.m. The after hours. So I'm coming out of there. Place. I witnessed a guy get stabbed. <laughs> Cops on the scene. I'd call 911. I'm still actually waiting to go to court to testify. This was probably two, two years ago. Be talking two and a half right years ago. Oh, yeah, no problem. I don't remember anything. Oh, but I'm still having. You're just giving witness testimony. I still have testimony. to go to court. Yeah, you know, just going through the motions, I guess. But All right. The guy lived, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I remember. What do you got stabbed over? Punk rock? Didn't he come running? No, the alley? Just alley guys. Stabbed over some bullshit. Anything can happen in the, the alley. Just a running. Running, yeah. stab it was a running stabbing, yeah, <laughs> basically. Christ. 4 a.m., yeah. And by the way, G-Tone lived five feet from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't there at the time, oddly enough. I don't well, know if he was, funny, it there, there wasn't very many nasty incidents down there. I, I only had to call the police on one guy because he was clearly out of his head on uh, on chemicals. What kind of chemicals? Oh, I don't know. He was carrying Bleach? He Ajax. was carrying arrows from a set of bow and arrow around in his pocket. And, what, uh, like a quiver? No, no quiver, just, just in his pocket. Just a bunch of arrows. Just three, loose three, arrows. Three, three arrows, three broadhead arrows in his pocket. He was the quiver. And uh, yeah, he was totally quivering. He was quivering hard. That seems safe. But yeah, he, safe. he was totally like lurking and, and like, you know, like when you see a guy standing face against the wall and then he like slowly turns his head and looks over his shoulder at you. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Norris. It's 
it's called a scary Chuck situation, Norris. right? So, Especially in what's that your first? Yeah. So, what's, I, what's my first, first instinct was, yeah. "Can I help you with something?" Right. And he <laughs> said, "Of course." That's yeah. Northern Ontario for you. Well, he's looking at me. Clearly looking at me. Yeah. Drawing my attention. And then I said, "Can I help you with something?" And he said. Can you help me with something? He Can you repeated, help me with something? He repeated, he repeated twice. Oh. And then he turned towards me, and as he was walking towards me, he was trying to pull the three arrows out of his fucking pocket. But the arrowheads <laughs> were getting stuck on the material, so he couldn't fucking get them out of his pocket. I'm picturing, like, Ricky's track pants, and he's got, like, yeah. torn oh, arrow yeah, yeah, pockets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Boy, what do so you have, as he's struggling to get the arrows out of his pocket, I'm, I've got my cane Jameson with me, and I'm, like, baseball stance with the cane ready to knock him out. By the way, nice sycamore oak. This is actually Heart of Hickory. Heart of Hickory. This is the center of a hickory tree. Fuck, that's one lamb to be and away from... Uh, right, he was, he was more more interested in, in trying to get the arrows out of his pocket than, than getting too close to me. But before... Yeah, as, as, okay. he's, pulling the arrow, as, the, as he's pulling the arrows out of his pocket, he, he says... Oh, don't worry. These are just my my arrows, and <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Don't mind my yeah, arrows." Yeah, you should just leave those in your pocket. <laughs> why? Like, why would he even have to bring them out? Like, first, right. like, what is he? I don't thing? know what he was trying to do. He was on drugs. His eyes were the like, so wild. Arrows. Yeah, like, yeah, if no anyone's shit. ever been to Iron Road, they will completely understand these stories. He was it's not an hair. Iron Road it's individual. Not. It's like this the trailer park boys, but it's the Iron Road drug users in East Vancouver. Okay, well, let me. It was just before. Before I got to strike him in the head, before I had to strike him in the head, he realized I was holding a big stick and was going to strike him in the head. And he, he said, oh, I, I used to have one just like that. No way. And he stopped, he he was stopped, a he stopped struggling with the arrows, and he turned away, and he he, he sauntered off. Yeah, the modicum but then of he intelligence. Was, it was like he was stuck in a vortex. He was, he was stuck in the back lane uh, intersection of Raymer Street, just walking in a circle. Oh, and he had geez. those arrows out, so I called the cops. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to no, sleep he's... tonight with this guy." <laughs> no. <laughs> so, sleep yeah. in my goddamn RV five feet right. from you. So yeah. I'm kind of following him. Fun. I'm like, "Yeah, now he's heading up the intersection." No, he's coming back. Oh, now he's heading. <laughs> he's he's heading back. north on Raymer. No, oh, no, he's coming back. back. <laughs> oh, he's heading up the other intersection. What? No, no, he's coming back. Does he still have the arrows? No, he's just walking in circles. And then next thing I know, the cops pull up, spotlight, hit him. Two cops get Boom. out with their tasers. <gasps> yeah, the, I don't even think they tasered him. The guy no. turned around and he Showed looked him at them and he said, Dropped Not again! He said <laughs> and he, he threw the arrows at the cop car. They bounced off the hood of, of the cop car. And both cops, they, they pocketed their tasers. They both grabbed an arm and fucking turfed him. Lip fucking first, right into the fucking so he had ground. Three right in the middle of the street. Wait, he said like three ammo. Three arrows. He yeah. threw two. He just the three arrows, the arrows in the car. They bounce off the car. They're like, get Someone, down on the ground, get down on the ground. He's imagine, like, oh, God. He's, Someone should have got that guy pulled. He's all flabbergasted. Could you imagine that would have missing one thing, one thing <laughs> what, to what? be effective. A bow. A bow. Oh, oh, where's yeah, your, where's yeah. your bow, bud? He's just hand-flinging arrows like he was the quiver. Where's your quiver? If you can't get him out of your pocket quick enough, you obviously need a quiver. You don't even have a bow. That's but side, yeah, that's uh, that's and then, then I watched for 45 stupid. minutes. He laid on the ground hyperventilating until the ambulance came <laughs> nice. and, and uh, hauled him off. Uh, can I get a cheers? Yeah, let's have hey, a, a rest, solid, in rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Iron to the Iron Rizzle. One of the most hardcore the fucking rehearsal slash I had a lot of really cool ever. people teach the me a lot of cool things core. about music there. Yeah, we, what I gotta we, say. Uh, Iron Road opened up a lot of opportunities for us. About music. I didn't learn anything about life. 
I'm really, really excited to be in a band with these guys. They're all very, uh, very, very talented, very, uh, very cool people. Professionally driven. They want to take it to the next level and, and things like that. Yes. Yeah. They're yes. There, all... there, there are some things that have to uh, that have to sort themselves out in the next two or three years, but uh, I think things are. In I order. think the Spree Killers should uh, should travel the world. Wow, that's a that's pretty awesome, man. You okay. you obviously believe in the product a lot. Um, uh, do does Jordan have you heard Spree Killers since G Tones joined? No, I no, haven't. They have this one record. Uh, they just put this live video too. You should check out. But like, uh, they they have a song called. It's like this. This is my impression of it. And sorry, Fanny, I probably don't do it as half as good. But it's like, I only fuck, I only fuck dead girls. I only fuck, I only fuck dead girls. Fucking right. That song is so badass. It's good. I only fuck, I only fuck. Hey, dead what's that girls. song about? Uh, well, the band is called Spree Killers. And most of the songs are about, uh, well, they're written from the standpoint of being a killer of some sort. So that one's about necrophilia. So clearly about necrophilia, bro. Yeah. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> about neck- I mean, it's called. Question. I only, I mean, it's called I only fuck dead girls. Oh, sorry. Uh, Thank you for clarifying. That. Oh, sorry about we, that. We just wrote one recently called I want to fuck your face. Well, okay. And this is hey, going to be one? this is going to be a very very good song as well. Tell me about it. What's it about? Uh, yeah. Is there a deep meaning? It's like when I see you walk by, I wanna fuck your face. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. Is love it, it based on like a reality that I'm not aware of? Like, uh... Uh, I think it's got something to do with uh, slightly insane thoughts. So what? Like, you just see a stranger on the street, and you're just like, you're like "Oh man, I would time. love to fuck, fuck that face." face. I can see that. I, I'm just like so impressed though with, with that setup because I think about like one of the one of the things about live shows that I think can kill momentum is improper setup and improper striking like takedown for those of you out there uh, when you strike a, a stage of gear uh, sometimes especially if like drummers need to completely strike all their gear down and then you have a new set come in we're talking like uh, at you know, 15, 20 minutes sometimes where it can, everything can get uh, done up and then you have to re-mic everything and then sound check. Like a half hour lull in between, I mean, there could be another band that went up and did another set. We try and backline both both sides so uh, gu- guitars can just come in and plug in with their pedals. There's already amps and heads there. Bass guys can just come in and plug in. Drums, uh, the only guys that really take time to change over are like left-handed drummers like James Brander or something. And he's so good at it that it's it's just yeah, as quick as uh, as as any other guy doing it's it. Rather quick. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's uh, it's a beautiful. So unless thing. you have some big rock star who has to use his drums and <laughs> and no one else's. Uh, uh, fuck! I think he's at the wrong venue. No kidding, no kidding. Who was the last rock star you ran into? Uh, I don't even know his name, but Brent kicked him out of Faceplant because <laughs> Brent. <laughs> Brent supplies two, two fully yeah. fully yeah. equipped rooms, and he came in and said, "No, I play. My drums are nothing. We're gonna have to move all your stuff out of here and bring bring in my stuff." And Brent was like, and "Brent no. was like, uh, that's not what this studio is." And he still gave him a hard time about it. He was like, "Well, hey, if you want to be an asshole about it, you can just fucking leave." You want to be an asshole? You be treated as such. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I could imagine. You know, sometimes I, I get tired of dealing with rappers 
like a lot, like a lot. Uh, I'm in a blessed place right now where like everyone I'm dealing with is pretty rad, but uh, I've definitely dealt with some fucking idiots before, like some straight up idiots. But you know, I write down their names and then I write down the problem I had with them and then I review it like every two weeks and I'm like, I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> Just like write down issues. There's this guy, actually, I don't even know if I've ever told this story on the show. There was this dude who uh, uh, came to this now. This is like two studios ago. This is when Partnered was independent, and uh, I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't signed with Amp or anything. And uh, this guy, uh, he he just like reached out through the internet, and uh, he emailed me. I think was the first thing he did. He emailed me, and then he got my phone number, and he was like, like, like one of these guys, like. Yo, dog, I'm looking for some beats, man. Gotta get those beats, man. Some shit like that. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I and I approached things like, well, that's a fantastic proposal. Perhaps you and I could sit down and discuss the integrity of your project or some shit like that. I don't know. So I'm trying to handle it like a professional. And this guy is like, yo, doggy, I just be straight up be lacing them beats with some killer shit. And I'm just like, really? Really? You do that? And then he starts texting me the way he talks. And that's where I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? So anyway, at this point, I was like, okay, we, you know, it, uh, you got to be discerning with who you work with. But at the same time, sometimes the this guys... This is me, yo. This is the real me. Yo, how dare you even pretend to put that light up to me like like I'm not capable? I came out the womb talking like this, bro, <laughs> like dog. I'm, yo, Saskatoon. I'm like, all right, slow it down. All right, it's a fucking... So anyway, what happened was, uh, uh, again, you have to be discerning with who you work with, obviously. You can't just... Work with any fucking Tom Dick there. You gotta, you gotta have uh, a certain quality to your discography, I think, if you want to build yourself to another tier. And uh, so I was learning at that time that you know sometimes the really eccentric people like this are actually the kind of people that can be like rather good. Like they can be really creative because they just they they're lacking something in their social fabric that they're not capable of understanding. That talking like that or acting in that manner is like not acceptable like on any any level so i was still trying to discern whether or not he was one of those guys or whether he was just some fucking jack off and what happened was uh uh he gave me this song and dance about like yo let's just record right and then like i'll get right back to you you know what i mean <laughs> i was like i was like so get right back to you you're you're obviously discussing uh you want me to uh uh what front you the the record right now and not not take money for the, the services, and he's like, well, I, you know, I got a couple things going on. I got, I got to pay for a hat and some shoes. I'm like, yeah, you have your priorities straight, you dumb cunt. Anyway, so uh, so I ended up like, recording this guy, and uh, uh, this dude, he, uh, uh, he's, he's just okay. After, after I run him through some bars and some coaching, he, he was like, okay, this is like listenable, but uh, the production was driving most of the song, if, if, if I could say so. And, uh, anyway, this dude, he, like, ends up completely ghosting, okay? Now I was smart, and I don't, I don't hand out mixes or anything like that if, like, nothing's paid or whatever like that. You gotta handle your business. Don't just hand out mixes to people and expect to be paid on, uh, I promise you. Because no one fucking, no, you can't believe anybody. Everyone's a fucking liar in the industry, and everyone has something else come up. Like, when I, I just used some bullshit excuses there about, like, but dog, I have to buy a hat. I have to. Blah, blah, blah. It's like you have two hundred dollars shoes on, and like a fifty dollars hat, 
and like whatever else your outfit costs and you can't front me money for your career that's supposed to be your passion like you're not going to invest in yourself like that 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 shit bugs me like crazy so i always hold mixes and whatever like that and this guy just completely ghosted like just ghosted i i don't even know if he's alive anymore i don't even know if he's what he's doing if he walked up on someone like yo doggy give me some of that crack i just want to try it out a little bit of crack some shit like that i don't know if he's I doing i swear it. i'll give her back to you <laughs> yeah, like i don't know what the fuck he's doing i'll give my back i'm sure you'll get right back you are a crack addict you will be right back i'll get here. right crack yeah okay i'm just right back you know it's kind of like so i don't know it's kind of a weird situation but you kind of just got to write down names and then write down problems that's what i've been doing lately i just i i'm like okay this guy was a this dude was a problem and here's how i'm not going to ever do this again and starting to make plans uh I guess if people are listening to the show right now and they're like, what the fuck is this? I thought this was supposed to be intergalactic interviews. Where's all the questions? We've been handling some questions. And uh, my brother's been on the show a few times now. And, you know, this is episode Iskis, ladies and gentlemen. Episodes, we're in the deep waters of episode Iskis. And so I thought, uh, yeah, it's not even deep at all. It's like up to my ankles. It's like not that deep. But uh, episode 60, I figured, you know, G-Town's been on so often that maybe we would just... Uh, kind of catch up a little bit just do some uh, some of this and that and just uh, chat about some things 